recording is going for the for tonight's episode of Ookie Spooky. I recorded myself doing the shuffles and stuff. Okay. Because I wanted to. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Doubtful, but um, if I ever get to the point, I want to kind of condense the clip a little bit and put it on uh, social media with the other with the photos. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to probably start shuffling mine and have my stuff ready, too. Let me see if I can multitask. I'm sure I can. I have ADHD. Um, But yeah, I'll probably start (coughs) looking into my stuff, too, while we do this part first. All right. Uh, Here we go. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, that's probably my fault, question mark? Yes, no question mark, it is. I'm going to uh, say it's my fault, too. <laughs> I was a little late on... A little. I was late on the uh, editing for the previous one. Uh, it, we recorded on October 30th, and I didn't yes. publish it until, like, yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, to wit, this is Hard Shell Tacos. My name is Leo. I'm joined by my cousin, Lily. Uh, we were the weirdos of our very traditional Hispanic households. And that has led us on some very interesting journeys, which is something that we're going to talk about today, specifically regarding our religious journey. Where did we start? How, what roads did we take? And where are we now? Uh, it, the roads specifically include difficulties that you might have encountered because of I don't know, religious differences or whatever the case may be. Um, if you want to start with uh, your journey first, because sure, yeah, mine's a. Um, you guys might hear my cats shuffling around. They decided to join us today. Gato. And oh, there you go. Lupin There's already one. said hello. Yeah, that's Lupin. He said hello. So. Yeah, we have some special guests in the background today. <laughs> I, mine, one of mine is in the back, and she lo- like I think I mentioned I don't remember where, but she loves messing with box flaps and paper and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's what that's what mine are doing right now. And that's exactly what there's, Eva's there's doing a box, behind me. There's a there's a piece of paper. There's some tape that I scrumple scrunched up for Weasley because he loves tape. Um, but yeah, they're they're both in here. You might hear them screaming at each other at some point. Because Weasley hates Lupin. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> the journey that I took. Um, I've mentioned previously that I had gone to um, catechism, a.k.a. Catholic Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it started for me. Um, that's the earliest recollections I have waking up super fucking early on like yes. Sunday to, to yes. get to 5 a.m. mass. Yep. Where we'd meet up with my uncles, my grandmother and all of my cousins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would all we all went to the same uh, church for a while. Um, I went I did. I was baptized fucking twice because um, my parents were divorced. So I was baptized by my one of my uncles on my mother's side and one of my uncles on my father's side. Which uncle? Sergio. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Okay, so he's your godfather. He is. Um, I, awesome. I haven't spoken to him since I was like 11, so. I know, yeah, I haven't. I know that my, um, I think Tia Gloria usually calls him most of the time and like sends him money um, out there, but I, yeah, I haven't heard uh, from him in a while too, and I'm always wondering, you know, if he's okay because he just was—he was amazing. Yeah, he was uh, a really good person. He was a really fun uncle, you know. <laughs> uh, so the, I had the two baptisms. Um, I had my first communion at my at the church I went to with my family, my mother's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if confirmation comes before or after that. Um, it's after. Then I didn't have that. Uh, Okay. I want to say, like, once my mother, my grandmother got really sick and was dying and then she passed away, we had stopped going to church quite a while before then. Like, Mm -hmm. I think about once the time she was first diagnosed. Um, Okay. I had, like, because of the difficulties I was enduring at home, I didn't have a lot of friends. I did have mm-hmm. one uh, he that I was very close to, and his family was, they were, I don't know what denomination of Protestantism they gotcha. were, but I, um, I started tagging along with them to not Sunday services, but the different things like the youth group, um, other Bible studies during the week, and so mm-hmm. I started going along with that. For a time, uh, I'm trying to think of when this happened. When I moved from Glendale to suburb of Phoenix, uh, when mm-hmm. I moved from Glendale to uh, what is Tolleson, it's considered Tolleson, but it's also not. It's also part of uh, Phoenix proper. It's gotcha. it's weird. It's dumb. I don't care. Whatever. Um, I moved there. I had. Because I was so far from where I had grown up, I didn't, I was obviously wasn't able to continue going to that church. So Mm -hmm. I I found this website. Um, It's called United Church of God, I think it is. Okay. And they would send you free, like little pamphlets to read about different things, or you could subscribe to their magazine if you want. Interesting. Okay. All of it was free. I didn't know what that denomination was, but I knew mm-hmm. that I really liked it. Uh, as far as like Christianity goes, I really liked it. It turns out it was Seventh Day Adventism. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so I was a se- okay. Seventh Day Adventist for a while. Okay. I think I continued that, and I don't remember what year exactly, but I just kind of. I had a falling out with my mother, mm-hmm. or not necess- not a falling out, but it's a really, really difficult experience, like a d- difficult confrontation. Yeah. And from there, I kind of stopped. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say that I lost faith altogether, but mm-hmm. um, it made me start questioning God's purpose in existence in general uh i kind of concluded that it probably isn't anything 
And if there is, and with all the stuff that happens around us, mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot be convinced that that is a benevolent being in, con in yeah. control of that. I can't. Mm -hmm. um, after, so that, I kind of was, I don't want to say atheist. I was an agnostic leaning towards atheism more than gotcha. believing in something. Okay. So that's what I was doing for some time. Mm -hmm. Um... I want to say after Afghanistan is pretty much when I went hard atheism. Like, there's no fucking way. No mm -hmm. fucking way. Um, after what happened after that, like, I went through some pretty rough, dark and difficult times. Uh, substance abuse, self-harm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where I mentioned on our, the last time we were talking, uh, I ended up finding a, a documentary that kind of outlines the astrological influence on religion, mm -hmm. just uh, in general, and it's pervasive throughout history. Like, we're talking back to the uh, Sumerians. Okay, what's the name of the... Sorry, documentary. I'll send it to you. Okay. And I want to watch that. So there's. It showed everything like this. These are the traits of certain deities, and how they all match. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so religion is bullshit. Got it. Um, so I, I started thinking like, okay, so if all of that is horseshit. Then, what else is not horseshit that religion told me was horseshit? Yeah. So I started looking into different things, like um, I learned about uh, left hand, right hand path stuff, um, dark and light magic, uh, tarot, Ouija boards, fucking demons, ghost spirits, all of that stuff that like Catholic me would have been horrified to hear about. Yeah, but it I like this stuff fascinates me now. It's like eh, that's what you get mm -hmm. when you repress it from me. Like, yeah, now I really want it. Uh, so that brought me to a um, as I started reading into other biblical stories to try to suss out a bit of truth to them, if there is truth to them. Mm -hmm. That was where I I. Like I issued the challenge on our last one, uh, mm -hmm. I I can say with in with an extremely strong degree of certainty that Lucifer is not Satan. That is, those two things are completely unrelated. What like there's there is the only correlation is when Paradise Lost made them synonymous. That's where it started. So you could call it a tulpa in that enough people believe it, enough people think about it, that makes it true. Because I ha I know the fucking facts. I do. But mm -hmm. no one's going to believe me because they're stuck in their belief that Lucifer equals Satan equals the devil, whatever. That whole 
thing. But I went, so I decided, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go with this. Um, I'm going to start looking into what this falsely demonized character is. Mm -hmm. um, and so I looked into that. I was a like a uh, practicing is kind of a hard word, but in avowed, I guess I self-identified as the as a Luciferian for a few years. Okay. Um, that actually led me to Freemasonry, and these things are okay. these things are completely unrelated. For anybody yeah. who might be thinking like, oh, Luciferian wants to go to the Freemasons, no. Absolutely not. That's not what it is. Uh, another challenge I'll give you is if you really think the Freemasons are devil worshiping, fucking this and that, go, go to one, go check it out. I promise you, it's not what you think. I went there with that mm -hmm. same misconception, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, that didn't pan out. Had a bit of a. <laughs> Bit of a falling out with some of the more senior members, some of the Master Masons, and mm -hmm. they're, you're not supposed to talk about political stuff, but they would, they would constantly hint at it, and like the hints, the hints that they were giving, like, dude, I do not align with this, mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna just sit here and let you say this shit. So yeah, I got kicked out for uh, being, po being too political. Like, no, I just didn't fit their mold of what politically acceptable is gotcha um but i went into that experience uh luciferian and i walked out i discovered gnosticism just as i was getting into freemasonry mm -hmm. uh, so some people don't know um a lot of people don't know because it's a also a very demonized kind of religion um, so people know what an agnostic is, which is someone who just doesn't know. They, they don't have enough information to, to say one way or the other. They don't know. A Gnostic is someone who does know. And it's, mm -hmm. so that's where I am. Um, I'll save the, the story of how I got to that. What, what it is I know, how I know. I'll mm -hmm. save that for a... Um, ooky spooky stuff it's a little okay. bit more fitting for that um, okay but yeah I landed on Gnosticism and I don't know things have been pretty fucking groovy ever since okay for me it was kind of like you you know we're both raised Catholic because I mean that's pretty much what every that's what Mexicans Latino do. person Mexican does so uh, I was raised Catholic. Um, I went to Sunday school as well. I did my uh, baptism. Um, your dad was my godfather. Um, our aunt was is my godmother. Um, I did the first communion as well. Um, never did the confirmation. Um, but like my thing, um, I've always... Like, you and I were pretty much the most religious ones at one point. Um, but for me, I've always kind of had 
a close relationship with God. Um, and then like when we started going to church and stuff like that, I realized that within the Catholic church, they mostly, you know, praise the saints and you pray to <laughs> the Virgin Mary and all of that. So I was like, I don't like this because why are we, you know, I was like, why are we? It's one of the 10 fucking commandments, dog. Like, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I never, like, as far as Catholicism goes, I never really connected with that too much because it was more centered around the Virgin Mary and the, you know, all the different saints and stuff like that. Um, but I always just, since I was a little kid, had a personal, you know, relationship connection to God. Um, and I just kind of went on my own journey with that. Um don't remember when I stopped going to Catholic church. It could have been around the time after my, um, what was it? First communion. And I never went back. Uh, never stepped foot into a church until I was in high school. Um, God, I don't even remember the age. It could have been my sophomore, junior year of high school. Uh, my best friend at the time, um, she started going to youth group and stuff and she asked me to come with her one day um and i was like yeah sure i'll go with you um it was a non-denominational christian church um it's we weird that to. it's labeled that way because non-denominational is a denomination in and of itself it's fucking yeah weird. yeah that's oh yeah <laughs> so i started doing that for a while um I loved, you know, at first, I loved, you know, the atmosphere there. I love that they were more focused on God, you know, and speaking about all of that. And I felt more of a connection with that. Um, so for a, a while, you know, I heavily identified as a Christian and did all these things. But then I started to feel like pressure um, as far as getting baptized with the Christian church, like they would always, um, I would go to Sunday service and then I would go to youth group, uh, which was on Wednesdays and I would go to like the different, like the trips that we would have, um, and like the little camps that we would have or whatever. And it was just a great experience. It's probably something that I needed at the time to get me through whatever it was. Um, but I started to notice a little bit of hypocrisy within my church you know um if you were different or if you were not baptized they kind of treated you like crap they didn't really pay much attention to you if you were of a different race you know things like that um if you kind of challenged or asked questions about certain things that they believed in uh, they would kind of cast you out a little bit and then i'll never forget the day that i because I heavily felt the pressure to get baptized from like the first couple of weeks that I got started going there. Um, and I was in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to do it until I feel like I'm ready to. So whenever I decided to do that, like everyone embraced me even more. So it like finally felt like I fit in. Um, but I just saw a lot of hip hypocrisy in the stuff that they were doing. Um, I just started to question a lot of things. Um, because I'm, I'm a pretty open-minded person. I'm accepting of, you know, everyone, unless you're a racist or, you know, a terrible person, then no, but, um, 
like I really support the LGBTQIA plus community. I'm all about that. I embrace those people. I embrace others of other races, cultures, whatever. And yeah, same. I started noticing like my church was mostly white dominated. Like there wasn't very much culture within there. So I'm like, I don't like this. Um, and I don't like how there's just so much hypocrisy, especially now with, you know, Christians bringing in their politics into their sermons and all oh this stuff. God, and it's like, I you guys are that. totally, and it's like, you're totally straying from what the Bible is trying to teach you and what God truly was, you know, you, you're, you're making also it into- violating the fucking constitution and the yeah. IRS rules on 501c3 organizations. And then, um, I don't know, I just started to see a lot of hypocrisy with what these people were teaching and their actions, you know. I'm like, this doesn't add up to me. So I, um, I just stopped going. Um, I would go here and there once in a while, like my senior <clears throat> year or after high school, but I just completely stopped going. Um, and the thing that I just came to realize is like, I still believe in God and have my own relationship with God. Um, but I don't care for organized religion. I don't care for it. I don't want to go. Um, they, these pastors, they're just pushing their own agendas, at, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. And I don't like that. Um, so that's why I stopped going. Um, you know, I have turned into other things. I've always been kind of curious about the occult. So like yep. with astrology and witchcraft and crystals and this and that, I've always been a curious person. So I kind of delved into that a little bit, um, but not too much. Um, but I guess in a way you can call me a more spiritual person, but I do still believe in God and it's because... Um, this will also be tied into our ooky spooky because it kind of goes, I don't know, it ties in there too. But as a kid, I've experienced a, a couple of near-death experiences. Um, the one that I remember the most, I was about like eight or nine. Um, I forgot what happened to me, but I got really, really, really sick. And um, I actually, I guess, died for a little bit. Um, and I did experience the afterlife or heaven whatever you want to call it i got to experience that i got to see um god myself i experienced that i saw some you know relatives that have passed it's something that you can't really explain it's an inexplainable uh, experience but i experienced just that and so i for me i know that god heaven whatever is real um, it's fine if others don't believe in that, but I experienced it. Um, so for me, I still kind of have that relationship with God. It's just not within an organized religion. I just do my own thing, you know. Um, and I think that's kind of what keeps me going and what has kept me around for so long is just that close relationship that I've always had with God because I like for me at the end of the day he or she is the only one that's gonna have my back and really push me to be a better version of myself so I it's kind of hypocritical for me to even say that because I also like the occult stuff as well so it's like a weird weird thing that I'm going through but 
um, I've always just been like that close in my relationship with God since I was a little kid. I've just always had my own thing um, with that. And um, I, I was also in the uh, Pentecostal church for a bit, you know, <laughs> and that was an experience. Um, I realized quickly I do not want to be a part of this religion because the women, you're just there to breed your kids, raise them. You can't have a career. Your husband tells you what you can and can't do. You know, they're the ruler of the house. And that's, I'm like, that only lasted a week. Uh, yeah, that's like, fucking stupid. There's I'm a, like, there's lit I'm scripture like, that no. says women are supposed to be subservient. Yeah, and, you must submit to your husband. Right. And no, I'm not fucking doing that. One of those in particular <laughs> is um, like you, how it's kind of like how, what what makes you think that you can have dominion over me, a man? You are mm -hmm. you're just a woman. Like that's yeah. Like man, okay, lady, religious people trying to, like okay, here's the here's the scripture. Shut the fuck up and sit down. I a man yeah. just told you to do that, and according mm -hmm. to the scripture, you need to listen. Yeah. And, like, you even had to cover your hair, too, within that religion. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You can't wear pants. Like, um, I guess it was, like, crossing the ev evangelical, you know, thread yeah. there. Um, and I was not about that. I was like, I don't like any of this. I don't, I don't like it that the men are the ones that are going to have a say in what I do or don't do. Like, no. So I got out of that quickly. And that was actually before... I got into the Christianity, like after Catholicism, my godmother from my um, first communion, she was in a Pentecostal church with her husband and they invited my brother and I to go with them. So like we went to church a couple of times with them um, and yeah, I just didn't like that. And then, you know, they go on like, oh, you're going to go to hell if you do this and, you know, that type of stuff. So I guess it was on like a borderline evangelical. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. Uh, side. So I quickly, I was like, this is not for me. More um, fundamentalists? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, I did the whole Christianity thing for a while. And then um, I just started to... Uh, just see a lot of the hypocrisy that was going on and in mostly all religions in my opinion um all of the yeah um there's just a lot of hypocrisy there's a lot of hatred within these religions yet that people are not really accepting at all unless you fit their mold um and that's just something that i've never been i don't like following the crowd i don't like being like other people it's not me um so I just stopped going to church, but I've always had a continued relationship with God through that because of the experience that I had and because of the things that I have seen because of God. Um, you saw this uh, yeah. place. How can you not can you describe anything about it? It's just, it's really weird. Um, like when I did that, like, I just remember kind of waking up, but I saw my body, you know, I saw my body laying there, but I saw God. I didn't see the face. I just saw like just this bright glowing light, 
almost. Mm. And I saw his feet and, you know, it was like um, just a gown and feet is all I saw. I didn't see a face. It was just a bright glowing light. And then... It's a humanoid figure then? Yes. Okay. Um, and my mom has also experienced this, but I don't know her version of it, but she's experienced it a couple times herself too. Um, so that kind of confirms what I, you know, and I've, I've seen stories and read stuff of people who have experienced what I experienced. So I'm like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> it wasn't just my imagination as a kid, you know, cause I was like eight or nine. Um, but I went to heaven. Um, there was just, I can't remember too, too much, but it was just such a peaceful, like a peace. I don't think I'll ever get to experience here on this earth. Um, it was just calm, peaceful. Um, I got to see our grandmother, your dad's mom, my mom's mom. Um, I got to see my aunt's firstborn son. Um, and I guess some other relatives and while I was there, I was just hanging out with, you know, past loved ones and God or Jesus, I guess they're one in the same. Um, but I never got to see a face. I just saw a figure with, um, I think it was like a white robe and then just feet. I just saw his feet and that was it. Um, and I, the, I heard, I remember a voice, but it's hard to describe it. Um, do you remember but I what got, it said? I, no, not oh, anymore. Okay. I used to be able to remember it very clearly, but I can't, it's, yeah. I <laughs> can't you remember it anymore. Have you heard of this, um, it's like a chemical that's referred to as DMT? Um, I think I've heard of it, yes. So DMT is a very powerful psychedelic. Uh, mm -hmm. I know personally people who have used it, uh, like mm -hmm. recreationally, and I've heard accounts from people who have also used it recreationally. TMT mm -hmm. <clears throat> is a it is the compound that is released into your brain that your brain releases when you when your you know your body is dying or your brain thinks that you are dying mm -hmm. um first-hand accounts that i that i've been related to me are si very similar to what you described mm -hmm. is uh it's different for different people kind of depends on what they hold to be sacred or what they value as a greater form of being Mm -hmm. Like uh, one person described it to me as a, it was like a council of three or five very large humanoid things that looked like people but weren't. Mm -hmm. um, another person described it as a single person that was kind of behind a veil that obscured it to the point where you know there's a humanoid figure but mm -hmm. you can't see what it is yeah and i'm not telling you you didn't experience that i'm mm -hmm. saying that there might be a scientific explanation to it 
Possibly. It's possible. Um, I'm not saying you didn't, because like, yeah, I definitely believe in that type of stuff too. So I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not doubting you. It's just always like the same one that I, the experience I had. I fully concede it's probably it could have been all in my head. Mm -hmm. It just to me did not feel that way. Just for, yeah. just like for you, it didn't. Mm -hmm. So you know, I always try to, I try. Because I want all of these things to be real, that's why I'm such a skeptic of them. Yeah. Because I want it to be real, so I really try to debunk everything so that mm -hmm. when when there's nothing left, there's no other possible explanation. Like, fuck yeah, we got something here. Yeah. Man, that's that's wild though. That's that's a crazy experience. Do you um it's Okay, so you um, coming out of all of those organized religion, religion, like just traveling through the different groups, you still hold Jesus to be the like physical embodiment of the divine. I mean, yes and no. There are times where I do question it, but then I kind of just <clears throat> freak myself out. Because I guess I want to believe it, but I don't want to. I'm like stuck with all of that. Yeah. Um, it's just, I it's some I I don't know. It's just very tricky for me to try to go that route. So I try not to let myself go that route. Um, but I've questioned. I've I've had questions like that. Um, you know. Um. Yeah, I've had I've had my questions. I forgot. For sure. I had this uh, when I was in boot camp. I went to the Protestant services there, and I remember um, I was, you know, coming off the recent revelation to, you know, the family, my fam, my mother's side of the family of what what I had been enduring. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I was still like really vulnerable and sensitive emotionally. Mm -hmm. So. I go to I would go to these services and um, I would try to sit as far in the back as I could because like all these songs and shit that they're singing all about love like the unconditional immutable unshakable love that uh, the Lord has for me and I'm, I'm sitting in the back like I'm legitimately weeping like this no Nobody loves me like that. Nobody can love me like that. Mm -hmm. And I, that was a difficult experience for me. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that kind of go through what we do. We, you know, start asking like if, for instance, like if God is so great and loves me so much, why did, you know, why did this stuff happen to me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I've had those questions too, but. I don't know. I just still, I think it's just like a um, sense of security for me to hold on to that. But it's also because of, you know, what I've experienced. Yeah, absolutely. With my relationship with God um, that I still kind of keep a close um, relationship there. But I know that I've, I've had questions regarding all of that, um, but it's just not a journey I'm wanting to take. Um, as far as are you aware of to those questions? Are you aware of, or do you know about the um, 
There are a motherfucking shitload of books that were excluded from the Bible. Are you aware oh, of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, I am going to say something. My dad, my dad is an atheist. Um, he went to church with us, though. <laughs> he is our cousin's godfather. And I think, I don't know if he's your sister's, but um, my dad pretty much read the Bible a lot as a kid. Like, he went to Sunday school or they taught it to them in school or whatever. Um, and my dad likes to talk about how the Bible was written. My dad says that it was just people that yeah. were just on drugs, delusional in the desert, you know, <laughs> that were having all of these visions and things like that. And that's how the Bible was written. And it's just been retranslated into very different versions over the years. And, you know, it's, they only now have whoever, I think it was up until like the 1950 something is when they really started to take stuff out of it. Um, I know some people still have the whole book of the Bible that has those stories that are no longer in there, but I know around sometime in the fifties, a lot of the stuff got taken out, rewritten, you know, to just benefit the white man, um, and their agenda. So, um, I know that there's. 50 million versions of the Bible. I know that there's missing chapters. Um, I actually would love to read those. Correct you know. in essentials. Um, mm -hmm. So the Council of Nicaea, which was like a three, 320 something BC or AD, mm -hmm. that is where the Vatican and the Roman government elected or they chose which books would be considered uh, yeah, yeah, doctrine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That has persisted through time. Um, it was originally written in Coptic, then it was translated into Latin. From there, King James, I think, of the of England, translated okay. it to English or to yeah to English. Mm -hmm. So that's the original. The King James is the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that I there are other uh, interpretations or or different translations that do change things but the king james is as close to the original as we have in english yeah um the other books that i was talking about were rediscovered in 1952 mm -hmm. uh, it's not it's all of the things that were taken out were rediscovered yeah. and uh i have a copy of it sitting right next to me uh a lot of lot of stuff that people don't know about and you have to send that to me somehow. <laughs> so people refer to like they call these things heretical, it's heresy. Um, mm -hmm. And the only thing is that I can really ever ask is like, what makes the, the ones in the King James holy? Because yeah. the Vatican said so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so, buddy. I'm going to read all of them and I want to see what the fucking real deal is. And yeah. No. Nobody's gonna tell me what what's true and what isn't because I have the capacity to figure that out for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of the things uh, I we talked about Mary Magdalene, like that, the sup supposed prostitute, absolutely yeah. not, absolutely yeah. not. That was the bride of the person we know to be Jesus Christ. That was his mm -hmm. wife. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know that within like the um, occult, there's Lilith, who was Adam's first wife. Yes, that refused to be subservient. Yes. Which, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I wouldn't want yeah. to be either, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Other, other like, Gospels. Uh, a lot of Gospels, the, the rejected Gospels, I'll say. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Come here, buddy. Come on. There's my boy. Potatoes with me now. Oh. Um, so there's the Gospel of Judas is another one. That Judas, the one that supposedly, and I'm, I'll explain in betrayed. a moment. Yeah, supposedly bes- betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Incorrect. In the Gospel of Judas, Jesus and him have a pretty difficult conversation about the the meaning of salvation and faith. And what it essentially comes down to is Jesus telling Judas, I need you to do this. I need to be a martyr. I can't turn myself in. It's not the mm-hmm. same thing. I need you to betray me for the, the events that need to happen for them to happen. You need to do this for me. And even Judas was even said like, that's really fucked up. I, mm-hmm. uh, why, why would you ask me of the, ask this of me? And so uh, Jesus tells him like, you're going to be hated. Everyone will curse your name on earth for eternity mm-hmm. for the, for the rest, for all of existence on earth. But you will ascend to heaven with a greater reward than anyone will ever know. Kind of. There's another one, uh, the Gospel of Thomas, that talks about where, what heaven is, where heaven is, uh, how do you get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Gospel of Judas talks about it too, but they, they often phrase it as, knowing yourself when you know yourself you will know the divine when you find the divine in yourself you will know so that's where gnosticism comes into play mm-hmm. is if you know yourself you know if you know who like <laughs> understanding the the spiritual aspect of yourself yeah, is and I can see how like some of the occult stuff ties into that absolutely. too. Absolutely, it's really about you know do your shadow work and you know do all of this deep work within yourself, and you'll be you will understand uh, yourself. And you'll yeah, have a greater. You power. will ascend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I can see how all of these other things kind of tie into kind of the same thing. So the the thing about so what I've come to, the position I've come to land on is that churches denouncing that type of stuff is them, because they, they have a monopoly on salvation through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ as your Lord okay. and Savior, who is a, was a living God. And I don't believe in the living God part of it. I believe it was a real guy. Like there's there's no question about it like the dude some some like 30 year old rabbi was walking Mm -hmm. around in what is you know like israel modern day israel in palestine Mm -hmm. there's a fucking renegade 
walking around telling people like, yeah, all these dudes are fucking corrupt. This is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That somebody like that existed. Was that person's name Jesus Christ? Probably not, because Jesus Christ wasn't a, a name. It's a mm-hmm. title. The supposed actual name was Yeshua, Joshua. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think that a lot of those practices are they're frowned upon, demonized to keep you from achieving to to keep you from knowing something greater than yourself. I that's that's my view on it anyway. <clears throat> like using silly shit like tarot and crystals and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like if it works, if if it's working for you then like fuck man, maybe you have a different maybe you're built different and those things work for you. If they do, yeah. like more power to you. Not, who the fuck am I to say that it is or isn't correct? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sounds like to me like you had a Gnostic revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that. <laughs> Gnosis is... My experience was not quite the same. It was... I was 23, I want to say. Okay. Um... I had, I think I was into like a week of from the first time I had ever smoked weed in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I was um, sleeping good. I was eating good, of course. Um, yeah. And I wake up on a Saturday morning <clears throat> sometime in August. It's a Saturday morning in August and I'm laying in, I wake up I remember feeling very refreshed because I had gotten high the last the night before, or so I slept really well. I felt mm-hmm. refreshed. Uh, I wasn't tired anymore. It's like, damn, like uh, I had a good night's sleep. This is new for me. Yeah. And I grab my phone and I lay back down, and I'm just like looking through my messages and stuff, and I just set it to the side. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where here's the let me give the the skeptics disclaimer here. I fully concede this could be all in my imagination. I concede that. Um, I volunteer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also would like to give the disclaimer. I did not fall asleep. I was not high. I had not been drinking. I had at this point never tried any sort of like mushrooms or any other psychedelics mm-hmm. something I don't know what it felt like a hook into my forehead but not painful but it just something hooked onto me mm-hmm. and pulled from my forehead uh, I didn't see anything Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything, which I'm sure someone's like, how convenient. Like, I know. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> else were to say this to me, I would probably... First thing I would say is like, "Are you? do you need to get your fucking head examined? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I fully concede this, okay? It's just I can't help but believe it. Um, it so I got pulled. I don't... I cannot say I was going up 
I can't say I was going down. I had no concept of direction. I could, I had no concept of vision. Like even if I wanted to look around, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I was not a physical being or even an incorporeal form of a human being. I don't know. I, I just was. That's the only really way I can put it. I don't yeah. like try to imagine your thoughts. What are your what shape are your thoughts? What yeah. shape is your thinking in your brain? It doesn't have one. Sorry, my cat's fine. I'm like that's fine. Uh, so I get pulled up. I say up, but I don't know. I get pulled out of myself, mm -hmm. and the moving the movement sensation stops and I have no idea where I am. I have no idea what's going on. I, I will never to the day I die, forget these two things that were said to me. Mm -hmm. The cosmos is infinite. It never rains here. Interesting. Okay. After that, um, I kind of felt like a little bit of a rush and my eyes were, I saw things I was seeing again and I jumped mm -hmm. up like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. That's that to me. It took me a long time to figure out the significance of that. I don't know mm -hmm. what the, those phrases mean. I just, yeah. I have no fucking clue. Um, but that experience is when looking back on it, I realized that was my Gnostic experience. Gotcha. I had a personal interaction with something greater than me. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what you want. Okay, if you could really, <laughs> you could give me a little bit more information, <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, that... Sorry, after... This... No, it's fine. <laughs> after that... Um, so, like, I went on the, you know, the spiritual journey of, like, left-hand path, right-hand path, chaos mm -hmm. magic, all the rest. What all... is the left-hand, right-hand path? What is that? Yeah, so... That sounds interesting. So, left-hand path... Are you familiar with... You're familiar with the phrase, as above, so below? Or... Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, if you look at the, the photo of Baphomet, the thing that everyone thinks is the devil... Oh, yeah. So Baphomet, he has his right hand pointing up and his left hand pointing down. Yes. So the idea is how you build your personal temple. Um, do you build from heaven down? From, you know, from the, from the heavens, where whatever that might be for you? Or okay. do you start from the earth and build yourself up? And so, like, left-hand path uh, religions, philosophies, are, like, Levian Satanism, um, which is different from the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Uh, so, Levian Satanism, the Church of Satan, that's what they're called. Uh, mm -hmm. Different brands of Luciferianism. Uh, there's atheistic Satanism sects, um, theistic sects. Same thing with Luciferians. There's atheists, and, which I was. And there's also okay. theistic Luciferians. Um, there are there's other uh, less polarizing, I guess, types of uh, 
left hand path groups like uh, light uh, light or white witches that do like nature stuff and those kinds of like healing energies. Yeah, that's kind of what I kind of. Yeah, that's a kind bit of gravitate towards. It's a bit of a left hand thing where you manifest mm-hmm. or you you um you use the earth earthly energies for yeah. for like healing and or whatever your purposes are. Mm-hmm. Right hand path is um like your soul is the end point and you are trying to build your temple as it is in heaven as like the as existence is in heaven yeah and everybody and their fucking mother has an idea of what that's supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, there's a different books the the torah the quran yeah uh, obviously the bible the new testaments in particular mm-hmm. for christians so that's what those are is where where does your foundation start Mm-hmm. Are you trying to emulate heaven, or are you trying to emulate the divine here? Yeah. Uh, so I, w- I went down that exploration. Uh, I went pretty hard left in the atheistic Luciferianism, which kind of the... I use the term divine, but mm-hmm. it's the celebration of human potential. Like... So, like, Levian Satanism has this idea that people are just animals like any other. Mm-hmm. There, if there's no fucking difference, we're just a little bit more clever. We have the same urges and the same instincts. To which I say, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I fucking hate Satanists. They're so stupid. Mm-hmm. They're so smug about it too. Is what the really bugs me. Like you. One thing. Go ahead. Uh, one thing that I was trying to get into at some point that I was looking into was the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Uh, I was reading, you know, what they kind of stand for, and I'm like, this is kind of what Christianity should have been. The tenets of the, the seven the yeah, seven the tenets, tenets of the Satanic Temple are pretty fucking groovy. They yeah, are. I was like, I can roll with these people, you know? They're just like, like this is... activists that use satanic imagery to piss off Christians, mm-hmm. to get attention. Yes. That's it. Yeah, and I was like, I kind of, I'm like, I like this. I like this. This is stuff that I am on board with, you know? Yeah. But, um, I just, yeah, I was looking into that. I was like very curious one day. I'm like, let me look at this. And I saw like their tenants and stuff and kind of what they represent. And, and I'm like... This is what the, you know, quote-unquote Christianity This is what Christians claim be. to be. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, they're uh, not. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and, yeah, I got real curious there. I almost, you know, signed up to become a member of their thing. Yeah, but same. Haven't done it. Um, but I, I just thought that was interesting. And I, I definitely like what they represent. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I stand yeah. for all the same shit that they, a lot of the same shit that they do. Yeah, same. Um, so the the animal thing, Luciferianism, atheistic, how divinity is divined, how I came to understand it, is human sentience, human self awareness, mm-hmm. human consciousness. No, like other animals have bits of it, 
but mm-hmm. noth- nobody surpasses the human being. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it is not. It is our responsibility. It's our obligation to take care of the things around us because other animals don't know any better. They just do what their instincts tell them to do. Yeah. Human beings, you if you have an urge, like a sexual urge or a fit of anger, you are very capable of not feeding it, of not mm-hmm. fulfilling it. Yeah. Um, so, like, that to me is it's very easy to, like, that, where the Levian philosophy to me falls apart very quickly they're just fucking Mm -hmm. hedonists that's all that's it they just want to justify having orgies and stuff like that that's fucking yeah yeah where whereas for me i tried to be a little bit more of a refined left-hand path person gotcha (laughs) same the same activism as like the satanic temple and other lgbt rights groups women's rights Mm -hmm. groups um all the rest of it all the typical liberal shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even wrote a paper. I wrote an essay that was published on a Luciferian site. Interesting. Okay. Because some fucking clown. It was, uh... So there was a book that was written by four different like Luciferian scholars, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And on the comments, I, saw, I found one on Instagram. And one of the comments was... Uh, from one of the authors just speaking to his specific section and the commenter mm-hmm. was like, oh, good. Yeah, yours was the good section. The rest was a bunch of liberal crap. Oh my God. And so that's when I, I kind of had to think, like, is is Luciferian political? Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Uh, it's not. It isn't a political thing. If you're a Luciferian, man, like these things are your obligation. Because this mm-hmm. is what Luciferians think and hold to be true. It's not mm-hmm. a political—it's not a matter of politics to protect other animals. It's your—it's yeah. your obligation as a higher being. Oh boy, I've really ranted on uh, stuff that I usually don't don't say in public. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Uh, um, yeah, I'm like—I don't know what else to <laughs> say on this scene, but yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, definitely. If anybody yeah. has a, they think you you think you want to go toe to toe with me on this stuff, please feel free. Please. And if I, any of you, um, if any of you are in the midst of you know deconstructing your own religion or stuff, um, and you have like questions or you want to give us your thoughts as well, like let oh, us know. Yeah. Um. I forgot to we mention. Could definitely speak on this. Yeah, I forgot to mention just how much I studied uh, Islam before my deployment. Because mm-hmm. like, to have a cultural understanding of the people, their culture is deftly woven into uh, I don't Muslim fundamentalism, I guess. Yeah. Or, or the yeah, Quran yeah. in general. So yeah, I did a lot of studying on Islam. I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of shitty people that are fucking it up, but yeah, in and of itself, it's pretty cool. So yeah, like uh, Lily said here, like I've we've been down the fucking all of the windy roads that you can probably think of, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of books. You want to talk about Shinto, the Japanese indigenous religion? 
because I Ooh, have that okay. one. Do you want to talk about Taoism or Buddhism? Uh, I I forget the name of them, but there's a couple of books on Hindu that I have. Okay. I'm into all that stuff, like religious history and, I don't know, studying it as a whole. It's very uh, pet. It's a pet passion of mine. Yeah. Yeah, I've always just been curious about, you know, other beliefs or whatever. Um, I've just always been an open-minded person, so I'm always kind of open-minded to maybe experience other things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, hence why I went through all these, this whole <laughs> um, path down all these other types of religions and then just my own personal stuff and going into the spiritual realm of things. Yeah, you might be, you might be a Gnostic without even knowing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to think that I do align with that more. Oh, I do have a a nonprofit uh, that's dedicated to Gnostic study. Okay. That I don't tell people about because I don't want to seem too fucking pompous. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> like, feel free to share it with me. Yeah, I'll uh, get you the. You wanted the documentary, and what was the other thing? Um, the other books. Oh um, right, the Comedy. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so um, let me get because we should we can cut over to um, Ookie Spooky here. Okay. Yeah, I already have my stuff ready here, and it's nice. Very uh, similar to the other yeah. ones that I've done. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, same here. <laughs> What's going on here? It's uh, it's really bugging me. <laughs> Yeah, because like I like I keep saying, I'm a skeptic of this because I want it to be true, and mm-hmm. I'm using. You know what? We're gonna talk about this. Go check it out on Ookie Spooky stuff. Um, we do have one piece of business to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Listener question did not leave a name. What is the significance of the name Hard Shell Tacos? So, um, I had this show lined up in the shoot, ready to go. Um, I had. started making all the logos and stuff um the the name just it's i don't know it's kind of funny because like hard shell tacos there are crispy like traditionally there are crispy ones because like you fry them up a little bit but hard Mm -hmm. shell tacos as you know as we know them here in the u.s they're not that's not how we that's not how we get down that's not what it is yeah so hard shell tacos are a modern accoutrement on a traditional dish so there's that hard shells are think of that as your persona trying to keep protect your delicious innards (laughs) uh so there's that um man i those were the those are the two i can recall yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I, I just jumped on board. <laughs> I don't know how the uh, name came came uh, about, but I kind of like it. I don't know. It works. Um, yeah, like it has these, like the, that symbolism that I ascribe to it. It's not like um, retroactive. Like that's, mm-hmm. those were, this was a conscious choice because of those things like i and even with us being you know mexican americans living in the yeah that kind of makes sense too like i'm a white i'm a 
I'm a hard shell taco. I'm a white people taco, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I kind of see that going hand in hand because we are Mexican American too. That kind of makes sense to me too. Yeah. Um, that's what, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that's just how I see why we use the name. Um, <laughs> but it kind of could go in, you know, we have our outer shell, which yep. is, you know, us, our walls, you know, we're crunchy. Um, all the ingredients are probably just different parts of ourselves, of our path, our growth, our personality. You know, the toppings are little sprinkles of whatever that Hobbies. makes us, us, you know. So that's kind of why, I, that that's just yep, probably my that's, that's what it is. definition that, of why it's called. Yeah, that. that's exactly what it is. That's why the segments mm-hmm. are referred to as that. Yeah. Um, so there you go, listener. That is why this is called Hard Shell Tacos. Yes, please ask more questions, for the love <laughs> of God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, right. Um, okay, if that that's all we got uh, mm-hmm. for bi- uh, Hard Shell Taco Business, uh, let me get our outro out of the way here. So, um, we had mentioned uh, Ookie Spooky Stuff. That's, uh, like, that's like a little daily show that we do. We do a daily tarot and oracle reading. And um, the we're on our first week, and we're a couple days in, right? Or a few days in. Yeah. And, like, holy yeah, yeah. fuck, these things keep building on top of each other and it doesn't make yeah, sense yeah they do yeah they do it's it's not cool <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, the, the one i have is interesting right now um it's like completely kind of opposite from the one i did yesterday um but it ties in it's it's weird i'm like what the hell is going on here so check uh, that out on ooky spooky stuff uh the the logo or whatever is it has all of them have ravens Cause, or crows, because mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Um, I want to befriend a crow and a raven. <laughs> like I've seen people have r- friendships with those birds, and it's cool because they bring you stuff. Yeah, they bring you gifts. Oh. Yep. Uh, what else we got? Um, in the sporting section, we have Ultimate Fucking Casual for MMA and B-Sides Boxing for boxing. Um, the farce that was Fury and Ganu. That, that yes go you can go check that out over there uh on either one of those shows on uh on ultimate casual we talk about Nganu, and then on b-sides we talk more about tyson fury uh, what else progressive patriots uh i think we it's been beaten to death at this point as much as i've tried to not give too much info on it but yeah it's in the name progressive Patriots, um, but me and my some of my uh, military veteran buddies, we got together, and yeah, they're not all, we're not all fucking red hat morons. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us actually care, and that's what we do yep. over there. We talk about that stuff. Um, we have an we have an international and a domestic one. Uh, so the international one, I had been putting it off uh, talking about what's happening in Palestine, but. Enough of the fucking Namby Pamby bullshit. It's time to time to call a spade a spade. And we'll, mm-hmm. if you don't know what that means, you can listen to Progressive Patriots. Um, there's also a fucking like genocide going on in the Congo. Are you kidding me, dude? 
How what? Did, I haven't how, heard of that. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. And I keep up with news in Africa, uh, specifically for the show. And I didn't yeah. know about this. And, man, it's wild. And uh, uh, the homegirl, Tasha, she knows more. So she's going to school me up later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the internet stuff. Uh, internet stuff being uh, social media posts and accounts. Interact with that. However, comments on the sh- on the posts are, are always great. I always read them. Uh, rate and re- review the show on your preferred podcast platform. Uh, so, yeah, that's always great. Uh, socials and contact options. So the website for all things Lux Media is lvxmedia.net. If you go there, hit the tacos page. Uh, their contact options will be right there. We have an email address, and like the like the message we got, you can text or call the phone number. It's anonymous and unattended, so you leave a voicemail or you could send me a text. Either way, I don't really check it till we're about to do this. So, uh, socials are LVX Media Net. Yeah, kind of like the website. So, mm-hmm. um, anything before we kick it off on uh, spooky, spooky stuff? Parting words. Um. Not really. Just uh, have a great week. Um, if you have any questions for us, concerns, comments, whatever, let us know. Um, if you would even like to be maybe a part of one of our episodes. Um, Hell yeah. Also, let us know. We are very open to having um, other people join us on any of these I want to get my buddy Romeo. He grew up in Appalachia. In Tennessee. Oh my gosh! I yes. really want to hear about. I that. really want to learn more about those people and their experiences. Like, yeah, uh, the quote-unquote hillbillies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, yes, I definitely want to hear some stuff about that. That's it, interesting. It, it, to the, me. That's become very interesting to me lately. Is learning about the Appalachian people. The, you know, the shit is fucking rough, man. Like the, up, yeah. the entire, up the entire mountain chain, it is rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll see if he wants to come on. Uh, parting words from me. Be kind to yourselves. It's easy. Um, so Steve Irwin, Bob Ross, and Fred Rogers. That's the holy trinity for millennials. Mm-hmm. So, so Steve Irwin, he reminds you to be kind to animals and to nature. Fred Rogers reminds you to be kind to your, to your neighbors and your friends and other people in general. And I feel, most importantly, Bob Ross reminds you to be kind to yourself. That is the one that people have struggle with the most. It's easy to be kind yeah. to other people. It's really difficult to have patience and forgiveness for yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look at that. I'm a fucking philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Hasta la pasta.